Welcome to Live at the Astro. Episode 12? I think it's 21. <laughs> Every time I hear how many episodes we do, I just think back to the Decalogue and I'm just like, uh. That's in the past. Let's talk about the present. The Decalogue, if you see that in your podcatcher of choice, just don't don't press play on, on those episodes. And they're only seven. And I'm pretty sure Decalogue means something yeah. else. Anyway. Anyway. So you were going to say something? Oh, you said it. Well, when I came in here today, as we do every week, I showed up. I was um, guided to the very back, back, back booth. And already there was the coffee cup had been flipped over and there was a steaming hot cup of coffee. And I thought maybe I was taking somebody's seat for a moment. I bet she saw you. I think she saw me walking across the street yeah. and, out the and window, pour the know, coffee. I, when I get here before you, I can see you approaching from, you know, out the window. Because you always walk here. So what do we do here every week in a sentence for our new listeners? <laughs> yeah, for, for the all thousands. the new listeners, um, we come to the Astro Diner every Friday for breakfast. We have a freewheeling you there. conversation. You there. <laughs> what? We Make room. Make for room for me in this podcast booth. We, we don't edit it. We don't plan what we're going to talk about. Wait, who are you? I'm David Weinberg. Who, me? <laughs> I'm Camelia Sanborn Steinberg. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. And I, I've heard about this podcast. <laughs> I binge listened out in the camper trailer owned by my father. <laughs> Wait, who are you? I'm the daughter, see? I'm the daughter of Chadwick Thornburg Steinberg from Flagstaff, Arizona. Sorry, I just I just have to adjust the levels because I had them set to someone else, but then... Thank you for this microphone. Richard, but then he leaves. Wait, yeah, why don't I just... Should I just give... Sorry, your name is... Camelia. Camelia Sanborn Steinberg. Camelia, could you try to just talk in a similar voice to Richard for me? That Never. Definitely help I us won't out do here. it. I won't do what any of you dastardly podcast boys tell me what to do. I suppose I could talk in a little bit more of a soda voce. I'm here all the way from Flagstaff, Arizona. I came in to use the bathroom, and I saw you two with the microphones. I thought I would sit down. Well, welcome. I'm an aspiring feeling shock jock. <laughs> so, wait, so I'm, I guess this is something that happened before when, when I wasn't here, right? Is that... That's yeah. right, my brother... <laughs> My brother Tiny, he was here, and my father too. He talked to you. What's your name? Me? I'm David. The one with the beard. I just, you have a beard too, actually. Or not you, but to your... Oh yeah, I have a beard, sorry. yeah. I just, I'm, just, I'm not sure who to talk to. Enough about these beards. What was it like talking to my father? <laughs> it was weird. Your he told me all about it. I do love your show. Oh, thank you. I've binge listened <laughs> out in the camper trailer. Thank you. Don't have anything to do out there. Um, yeah, I heard you guys sleep all day. It's like nocturnal or something, right? My brothers and sisters all sleep. Bobby, Susie, Kathy, Joey, Chatty Chadwick Jr. the third. They're all asleep. But I came in here to take a shower in the bathroom. And I saw you two recording, so I thought I would sit down and avail myself of your... What is it? No, nothing. This I is just... <laughs> it's just, just like, I feel like it's off the rails already, but it's nice to... want to have a conversation with you. <laughs> what, do you, what do you... 
what, what do you like to do when you're not sleeping during the day in a camper trailer? Well, like I said, I'm an aspiring fill-in co-host, and I go to school. Oh, what school do you go to? It's the um, the Waldorf school oh. out in the back in the parking lot. They have a little Waldorf school. Uh, at night? It's a night school, yes. Huh. That's weird. I'm doing... I, I would be asleep usually during the day right now. Right. But instead, I'm just staying up all night. Wow. You know, going fun. to school tired. That was fun. I remember when I was a kid, I, you know, like when you stay up really late, you get a little loopy. Totally. It's yeah. Like, you get a little loopy. Which, really which is okay. Yeah. yeah. It's it's nice to have you here, Camelia. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the show. I do love what you do here on the show. I think it's quite good. Oh, thanks. A lot of people have been saying that to me. I've what never had breakfast really here. Would you buy me something? I'm very hungry. Well, what would you like? The pie is very good. Pie, waffles. Waffles are good. Breakfast meats. The sausage is very good. Eggs. Eggs are eggs, you know. Oh, that's right. You don't like eggs, do you? <laughs> I don't dislike eggs, but I feel like... I, I think, think I'm falling in love with you. <laughs> oh, no. I can't. Uh, who, me or... Can't. <laughs> <laughs> who are you talking to? Both of you. I don't know why, well, but... I'm, you're a lovely person, but I'm a married man. I'm sorry. Did you see that? What happened? What was that? that one of the half and halves fell over. One of the half and halves just What, is there a poltergeist in here? <laughs> I think so. Spirits inhabit the astro. I bet that's true. You talked to Martha about that. Yeah, we... Should we... You had this idea, David, about talking to Martha. Well, I had a question for her specific to... It was a rainy day. I feel like you were... I'm going to sit here quietly for a while. <laughs> that sounds like... <laughs> I'm just going to have some coffee. In fact, I'm I... going to turn off my microphone. <laughs> That's okay. Sure, yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> okay, so, David, let's just yeah, get this let's... back on the rails. So, what, you have an idea? Well, I had an idea. With that. Was it two weeks ago or was it last week? I don't know. Uh, you were kind of down. It was a rainy day. It was a melancholy. And I was curious what Martha does when she's down and she has to... Wants to pick herself up. But we didn't get a chance to ask her because she was busy. We could ask her today. So you want to ask her today? But I feel like I'm in a good mood, so I don't really... But we could. So you don't need any pro tips on how to cheer yourself up? No. I would like a menu. You want to consider the menu today? I do. Yeah. I think I might get some soup. I kind of woke up craving soup. Soup? <laughs> what a ridiculous thing to eat. All right, Camelia, um, if we could just have like a few more minutes to just get this thing back on the rails. Yeah. Um, Soup in the morning? <laughs> Never heard of such a thing. Man, this... Uh... All right, what kind of soup? Because, yeah, I got the tortilla soup once. Was it good? No. Okay. Nothing's good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's not true. As we've established, the pie's good. Waffles are good. I'm not up for having like a dessert, though, right now. Yeah, I think I need something. Something s substantial, like to fortify you. Yeah. Have you had anything this morning? No. Not a thing? I had a, like a half a cup of coffee in the car on the way here. Uh, you? What happened to the other half? It's still in my car. It's like in a to-go travel container. Yum. Uh, I had a full cup of coffee at home before running over here. Nice. How was your week? My week was fine. Um... I 
yeah, I went to Silver Lake Wine last night and ate Gorilla Tacos, which was oh, fun. Nice. I haven't done that in a long time. How was it? It was delicious. What'd you get? I got one of everything. Whoa. Yeah. By yourself? No. Uh, Caitlin and I split one of everything. It was her idea to get... We actually ordered one of everything except the uh, Brussels sprout taco, but then it came out with our order, and I thought for a second we were getting somebody else's order, Mm. and I was like, oh, I didn't actually order... Um, a Brussels sprout that's like the only one and they're like oh okay we'll just send out a, a sweet potato which is the, like um, the one that had been left off in lieu of Brussels sprouts and so then I was like no I need no more food like the whole point was just to like leave one thing off but then we got that too were you wearing your girl tacos t-shirt that you're wearing right now that I'm now? wearing now no oh, okay. this is just something that was on I just laundered it and it was fresh and it seemed like good t-shirt weather so uh, I threw it on mm. but yeah, I support I rep I, I rep it hard. Do you care about um, awards? What do you mean? Like, you've won some awards. Like, does it feel good? Yeah, it always feels good to get a, win an award. Why? Why do you ask? Um, so, when you work on a cookbook, it's a very long process. Right. Like, I probably started working on the Gorilla Tacos cookbook, which came out in October 2017. I think I started working... Like, I first met about it in November 2015, I think. So that's a long process. Now it's even, you know, it's been even longer, obviously. And the book's Mm -hmm. out and it's done well and all this stuff. Got great press. But over the course of that whole stretch of time, um, my co-author, the chef, Wesley Avila, has been dropping hints and kind of chiding me but it's it's really like worked its way into my head. He's like, we're gonna win a James Beard Award. Whoa! He keeps saying that, and like eventually, after someone says that, I, I was like, please stop you saying have to that. Expect it. I was like, please stop saying that. Like yeah. it's putting too much pressure on the project. Uh, but he doesn't think that way. Uh, and he was like, you know, he just has this. Um, I don't know. He has this amazing kind of like inner confidence. Um, but there aren't even like it's like I I, think I looked at it once because he kept saying it. Did you did someone nominate it? That's the thing about awards. Someone has to like submit it, right? Oh yeah, the publisher submitted it. Right. I I I happen to know that they did because he was like, "What's up? Have they submitted it?" <laughs> and so I was like, "I don't know." Yeah. And so I I uh, I emailed our editor and I was like, when "Are you guys? They, when do they announce it?" They announce it on Wednesday, which is my birthday. Oh shit! Uh, but you've won a James Beard, haven't you? No, I was nominated once, okay. and that's why probably he started. It got into his head uh, in the first place. But it's it's kind of you know it's kind of like I'm working for him, and um, of course, I want yeah, that would be great. I would want him to to feel like we have done the work that would be recognized that way. But at the same time, it's like the chances are like none. You know, like it's it's a tiny, tiny. And I looked so when I. Uh, checked in with the editor i was like i might as well like look at like the categories and see like if there's any kind of like hope for us and like i don't even think there's many categories that we could fit into well isn't there just one is it they, they divide cookbooks into different categories they do yeah it's like uh i think there's one that's like best 
single subject. You know, it's like the bread book or whatever, right, where right. you like really take on like a, a subject. Could you be a taco book? I guess you can't really be a taco book, can you? No, I think that it would. Honestly, I think it would be American cooking, probably. Yeah. I guess he is American. Well, let's look. Um, he's totally American. Um, but I, yeah, I, there are like a few categories, and I think that probably the only one that we would fit into and i think there's like regional american or something like that and like probably like i, I don't even know because i don't care you know like i don't care who wins yeah um but it would like couldn't you then raise your fee for say the next hookbook you work on i guess so i mean i feel like that's one of the best things about winning awards is like it just makes you more valuable to people right. that want to pay you to do stuff yeah I guess. Um, I mean, that's nice. And, like, yeah, I mean, I want... But it, it's it's ridiculous. Awards are ridiculous. I've just been thinking about it recently. But it, but it's odd with, with the Beard Awards particularly. Who decides the James Beard Awards? Uh, James they, Beard, right? Yeah, James Beard himself. <laughs> um, no, there's a foundation. Uh-huh. Um, and this is part of what they do. They, they do a lot of stuff. But it's an annual awards thing. And the, the book broadcast and like journalism awards are held separate of the chef and restaurant awards, which are the real big deal. Like it's a very big deal to be nominated as a chef or restaurant for one of those awards. Mm. I mean, like with media, you know, it's whatever. We love to give ourselves awards. Yeah, exactly. But it's in the same category, but, but the beard awards are just, you know, it's odd because like people who, aren't even in food have actually heard of them you know like they yeah. like they're not darling what do we have in today or you want to you want to wait a few minutes um i'll take a menu i'm gonna look all it right I'll do you have a menu. what soups do you have today none yes no not no yet. soups it's too early for okay. soup, darling all right good I'm to know so sorry. no that's all right can you forgive me I, of course <laughs> <laughs> having soup was a Ridiculous idea in the first place. All right, that's enough for you. I hate to say, Camila, but yeah. There we go, baby. You were right. Thank you. Oh, just one menu. Okay. No, no, go ahead. I don't. No, 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 no. It's fine. You want a menu? We can share. We're friends. We're actually friends. Do you know what you want? I didn't think you wanted a one. Oh, thank you, Martha. He doesn't always know what he wants. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Anyways, I. But also. I like it when other people get awards. Like, my live-in girlfriend got an award yesterday, and I was very proud of her. Oh, awesome. What award did she get? <laughs> live-in girlfriend. S-A-B-E-W. It's like a business... Is that, uh, isn't that the... Reporting oh, award. it's not the union of... Uh, right, local workers. 54. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's uh, an award that she got for a podcast that she did that I've talked about here Uncertain before. Uncertain Hour. The Uncertain Hour. It's great. And her episode, it. which is about the opioid crisis. Is also great. Um, won the award. Uh, awesome. it, it's for business reporting, and it, it was like the main category of this award. So, pretty fantastic. Now she can ask for a raise. But then I was like, I've just been waiting for this thing for like two years to like be announced uh, because with with the chef Is and Ru- beard? the the beard awards. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, Caitlin's award. Congratulations, <laughs> Caitlin. Back to me. Back to my speculation about. No, well, I just think it's funny. I mean, I'm trying to talk about feelings because that's what yeah. Nick White said made the show good, not oh, like I silly voices. I want to talk about our tracking session. That was pretty remarkable. Yeah, but Nick was like, you, you got to keep it on the feelings, uh, Nick man. Nick said he's going to call in, but I don't know if he will. Oh, cool. Well, let's. Uh, he was like, yeah, maybe I'll come in with you. Let's but, keep our phones. The lines are open. But um, I didn't. I knew he wasn't going to get up it. So we're not splitting something today. We're going rogue. Well, I guess it depends on what you want. 
I want something savory and hearty. I mean, I could do the waffle thing. I could get like a sandwich too. That would kind of set me up like for the whole day. I mean, once I got the club sandwich here and I was happy. Would you do something like that? Or like the Riviera? I would consider that. What's the Riviera? The Riviera is sliced turkey, bacon, avocado, and tomatoes grilled on sourdough bread. I guess that means that the bread is grilled, served with french fries. I would consider that. Every time I look at this menu, I see a new crazy... Do you see this item is called the Greek Tycoon? No, where is that? How did I miss the Greek Tycoon? Where? It's a signature item. It's uh, 12 ounces of ground chuck topped with feta cheese, grilled tomatoes, onions, and sourdough with french fries. There's a lot of ground chuck covered with something There's here. a lot of, like, signature Greek items that are basically made with hamburger that are like, right. very clearly based on, like, American burgers. I think I'm going to go out back and <laughs> check on my brothers. Okay. Good, good talking I'll to you, I'll be back Camelia. later, though. Okay, nice to meet you, Camelia. But, you know, come back anytime. Oh, I will. I'll be back. Before the hour is up, I'll be here. All right. Well, that was odd. Yeah. She was a striking presence, though. <laughs> yes, she was. Thank you for having her on. I mean... Yeah, no, we're accommodating here. It's kind of like your fault that people keep showing up. My fault? Yeah, because you like you set the precedent. Now the whole family's probably going to oh, come out. right. I should have just... One at a time. All right, my dears. What are we having? Oh, no. I don't know if we're ready. Take your time. All right. Whatever. I just thought that like talking about awards might be an interesting insight into like what we do that other people don't do, and I don't know. I just thought, why don't we touch on that? Sure. But I just think I just like really am anxious for this thing to like be announced so that like so Wes could stop saying it to me. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really say it to me that often, and it's it's very sweet, um, and it shows that he is, you know, proud of the book and stuff like yeah. that. So, like, that's all great. But also, and then it's on my birthday, and, like, I just, like, want it to be done and over. So what are we getting? I don't know, man. I guess I would do that turkey sandwich, or I'd do, like, a grilled ham and cheese, or... Um, grilled ham and cheese... I don't see that. It's under traditional sandwiches. Okay, I was under our select sandwiches. Okay, I see. Just grilled ham and cheese. So it's sort of, sort of like a croque-monsieur, but grilled. Pilgrim's treat. What's the Pilgrim's treat again? It's turkey, Swiss cheese, tomato, sourdough. I kind of feel like... They do the yeah, real turkey here, so maybe we should do a turkey sandwich. Okay. Let's do the Pilgrim Street, just because that's a great name. Fuck it, we're doing the Pilgrim Street. Pilgrim Street and fries? For, um, Are there any options? Comes with fries and coleslaw. Great, that's fine. Cool. That'll set us right up. But yeah, you win a lot of awards. I know... I've never... I've never submitted myself for an award or anything like that. I uh, haven't either. I always... Other people submit them for me. Oh, that's not true. I, submit, I, I used to always submit to Third Coast because that was an award that I actually cared about when I was a freelancer. Right. Which I've never won. And what? And then you would have taken that award and charged a higher rate with it? I feel like that... I don't know. I feel like the institutions that I have worked for 
don't really care about the third coast award in terms of like you getting a higher pay but it was just more for you it's like, like the, the recognition Murrow, of your winning, peers like a Murrow and that kind of stuff and like explain what these things are people don't know because I, I don't even know they're what they're just like dumb awards where people congratulate themselves for their work just like everything <laughs> yeah like, okay I just didn't know like for me you know I'm but, Not they, but they also like in the world of awards. Like I feel like if you work for a radio station or a show, it's like awards are like a thing that they. Well, it makes the station look good too. Exactly, and so the, they might pay to submit because like the whole yeah. thing's a racket. It's like you got to pay to submit. Yeah, you got to pay to be the at award. the table. You, yeah, you, you win. You have to pay for the fucking award. What? Yeah, you have to pay for the like plaque or whatever. What? Yeah, I don't think that's always the case. I don't know. When I was nominated for a James Beard Award. I, it was like you get this letter and it's like you know we will host you at this banquet the, you know gala ceremony is the yeah. food good at the James Beard Awards? because I feel like always the food no. is so terrible at these awards no, you think of food it awards, wasn't good like good food but I was at a table with David Chang and Fuchsia oh, Dunlop oh, and this is like and creme de la creme of the foodies and Mitchell Davis who I didn't uh, know I who know Mitchell, Mitchell Davis, Davis was no no reason you would um, but I, I was sitting with him, and I, you know, we introduced ourselves. It was a big table, a big round table, and like, my friend Rachel was there, Walter Green, um, this girl. The only person who wasn't involved with Lucky Peach who was there was this girl, Sierra Tishgart, who wrote for Grub Street, and Mitchell Davis. So I, I meet Mitchell Davis. It's a long ceremony. There's a lot of drinks. Like there's pre-drinks. We've all we're all being silly and we're like tweeting the, the whole pay time. Because like I went to the I guess that yeah, sure, everyone was just like talking over everything. It's kind of like that. It's like no one's paying attention and just like. Oh, this is so but dumb. I was like joking around with this guy, Mitchell Davis, and um, and then all of a sudden the awards like actually start and Mitchell Davis is no longer at our table and he gets up to the mic and oh it's Mitchell Davis at the podium and he's like. Hello, and on behalf of the James Beard Foundation, welcome to our annual awards gala. And it was like, he's like the executive director of the James Beard Foundation. Um, But anyway, it was funny to like just be in a room and at a table with all these like, you know, people who, you know, it's like, you know, someone like David Chang or Fuchsia Dunlop. Who's Fuchsia Dunlop? She is is kind of like the preeminent Western authority on Chinese food. and like she's in a lot of ugly delicious um all the segments that are in china she's there like kind of like trying to get david chang to eat like deer foot tendon you know and she's like explaining to him how like she puts it this way that like the the last frontier for like the westerner who's getting interested in chinese food is are the texture foods Uh where it's like like sea cucumber and like like you know, slow cooked, like gelatinous, like tendon. And it's like, it's like really weird, unappetizing stuff, but it's like, you kind of slowly learn as you eat more and more, like how to appreciate it for texture yeah, as opposed to anything else. Um, but anyway, it's, it's funny to like be at a table like that and like, we're all just getting served. I mean, it's, you know, there are 500 people there. It's like, you can't make great food. Like, it's, it's a banquet really? thing. I, I, I don't know. I feel like restaurants serve 500 people I don't remember much the about the food, honestly. because it has to come out at the same time? Like, I don't understand why institutional food across the board has to be bad. Why does scaling up a big meal automatically make it bad? I don't have a... Yeah, I don't really have much insight into that. But, like, the idea is, like, when you're... Have you ever had, like, a really... Banging meal when you're in a crowd of 500 people, you know? 
No, um, I mean, I feel like it's it's a cost thing. It's like to do something well it's a cost on thing. that scale is just like too expensive. Thank you, Martha. You're welcome, oh, we're gonna have the pilgrim's treat. Okay, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Have you had it before? <laughs> she doesn't eat turkey, ladies and gentlemen. It's <laughs> <is> very popular. <laughs> it's very popular. And we just, are just, just like a couple of humble pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, like I don't, I don't know why. It, it, probably the space in the kitchen, and like, and yes, it does have to sort of come out at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I think that creates challenges. But no, I don't remember it being that good. No knock on it, though. It was probably fine. Yeah. I wasn't there to eat. Yeah. I was there to crane my neck around and clap. <laughs> I wasn't facing the stage. And then the guy who wrote about Americans eating squirrels won in my category. Really? I have an uncle in Georgia who hunts squirrel and cooks them. Really? Yeah. He lives Tell in us deep, about that. deep, deep, like rural Georgia. My uncle Otis. He's actually my great uncle. He's my grandmother's brother. And he's like, you can barely understand what he says. His like southern accent is so thick. And he was telling Give me. Give us an impression. <sighs> it's gonna be really bad. It's been a long time since I've talked to him. But um, solo technology. And the the squirrels and I shoot them and then we make them into dumplings. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he makes dumplings out of them. What's the squirrel dumpling like? He didn't have any when I was down there. I mean, I visit, last time I visited him was. Years and years ago, they have someone to freeze it, but I don't know if we can get them out for you today. <laughs> yeah, it's like basically like that. Um, yeah, he hunts squirrel, shoots like lots of them at a time. I get the sense that like he makes like, kills like a dozens of squirrels in a in a single hunt, and then it's not a lot of meat on one squirrel. No. You got to kill a few of them. I ate a chipmunk once, actually. That's a different you story. You ate what? A chipmunk once. <laughs> That's a different story. <laughs> okay, let's get through Otis first, then we're gonna yeah, circle back Otis, to the chipmunk. He, uh, yeah. It's, Makes squirrel dumplings. I mean, that's so. Have you ever had them? His squirrel dumplings? Yeah. No, I never have. How do you know that he makes dumplings? Because he told me. So, did he tell you anything else about them? Like, honestly, it's hard to understand what he says. You know, it's <laughs> he like he told you a he, lot, but he didn't. Yeah, and I was just like, oh wow, cool. I actually have a recording of it. That was at a period in my life when I had this, like, knockoff MP3 iPod, right? That I could just put in my shirt pocket and it recorded. I actually had some recordings of him talking about squirrel dumplings in his backyard. That's in, great. In like rural Georgia. Do you know where they are? The dumplings. The files. Uh, yeah, they're on a hard drive. Should we throw some on for the song of the week? Oh God, no! Like they're not labeled. Right. You know. All the recordings that those files are just like numbers, like these strings of numbers. So yeah. it's buried in like that. It would take. It would be like a serious day of like digging through all that shit. So did he describe his like technique or? I mean, he did, but it was like, He's like I shoot him squirrel. and then I make him into dumplings, <laughs> yeah. you know. Shoot about two dozen squirrel make them dumpling. Yeah. Uncle Otis. <laughs> uh, I wonder what he does, though. I wonder if he stews the meat first. Probably. I don't know. I should ask my grandma. Oh, my grandma probably doesn't really know. This is an impressive thing about your family. Because... A lot of Americans used to eat squirrels, but not so much anymore. Well, that, I don't, his wife, Dot, is a really good cook. Dot? Yeah, Dot Notice, that's their names. Um, this is amazing. Where I don't do know live? about his clothes. He's a deep, deep rural Georgia. They live, you know where that is? Um, 
in Thank you, Martha. Thompson, Georgia, I believe it is. Couldn't even tell you what it is on the map. But we used to go down there. We used to go down to my mom's from Georgia, so we used to go down there in the summers. Um, to visit all my mom's family. Those Do you eat anything else there that was memorable? We used to go to this chain restaurant called Po Folks that I loved. I think it might still be around. I ate a lot of like fried okra and um, chicken and dumplings and a lot of biscuits and a lot of good southern food. Heavy. They were kind of, they weren't brutal trips, but like my grandma is really into genealogy and it was the summer in Georgia. So it would just be like, we would be driving around in like the hot fucking South and she would go into all these tiny graveyards across like Georgia. Right. You just smell the wet moldy and It was like so boring. Graveyard. I was young and like bored. She was like, but then we'd get to go to Po folks and I could eat fried okra and barbecue, a lot of barbecue. Uh-huh. It was good. It was good times. I want. I wonder if Otis can like cryovac some squirrel dumplings and send he them to us. Fell. He I fell. He fell out of a deer. He he fell hunting. I don't think he hunts anymore. He fell out of a deer. Out of a deer. What do they call it? Deer stand. Oh, where you set up like a little platform yeah. on a tree and. So he's 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 up there. He's old. I don't think he's. I think he's kind of like. I think his hunting days are over. But. I should ask his his wife Dot, or I should ask him what his recipe was. Do you want to go hunt some squirrels in the mountains of California and then make them into dumplings for a good food? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I killed a chipmunk once. Okay, shot so it with a shotgun. Give us the ate. chipmunk. Um, when you shoot a chipmunk with a shotgun, what's left? Well, when you're a, as bad a shot, I was. I was probably 14 at the time, 15, and I was so, I had so bad, I'd like, I think it was the first time I ever shot a gun. I was so off target that like only one of the pellets in the shotgun actually hit the chipmunk, you know? Because you know how a shotgun works? Not really. So a rifle shoots a bullet, but a shotgun shoots shot, which is like a bunch of little beads packed into a shell. Right. So when you shoot it, they spray out, and the further the shot gets from the gun the more they spread out and so he like right and then dick cheney gets gets one yeah, in the rear right. end so like only one of the pellets hit the chipmunk and i was just like shooting at anything that moved and my friend's dad who had taken us out hunting at this cabin in wyoming was like we have a rule in my family if you kill an animal you have to eat it like we don't just go around shooting animals and i was like you're like oh man <laughs> <laughs> so he taught me how to like skin it and we skinned it and there was like almost no meat and i fried it in a cast iron with some onions and you it was like it two bites, yeah, yeah. And I have a picture of me like it's on my mantle at my parents' house. It's this picture of me like with my hydrogen peroxide sun bleached hair, <laughs> and, like a Z Cavaricci shirt, like you know, holding up the cast iron with like 0.5 ounces of chipmunk meat, you know. <laughs> but yeah, chipmunk fricassee. Yeah, it was fun. What else have you shot and ate? That's it. That's the only thing I've ever shot and eaten. Shot and eaten. I've done very little of that. I once caught a fish and ate it. Then it almost got me killed. But How? A bear came into my tent because I didn't like clean my pants or like take my clothes off after I cooked the fish. That's when I was canoeing down the Mississippi River and by myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was doing some dumb stuff, but I survived. 
despite my own you're just by yourself well my goal my goal is still my goal in life still to this day is to canoe the entire mississippi river so i started at the very headwaters where the river begins and i did the first 200 miles a few years ago wow and i want to pick up where i left off there and just make a big documentary about it. i've been taking my recorder with me i interview all these people on the way and i want to make a big epic story about the mississippi river about america itself really but yeah, I cooked it this. It runs down. It, the, yeah, north to south. North to south, From yeah. uh, Lake Itasca down to the Gulf of Mexico. My anyway. mother's sister, my mother's sister, at one point, was the women's long-distance water skiing champion what? of the world. What? Held, held the record. Wow. For, and it was on the Mississippi. What? Yeah. She's still alive? No. Oh. She's long since dead. But uh, she was quite a bit older than my mother, and my mother tells this story about there was like a floor heater in the house that she grew up in, and when it was cold, she would uh, take her socks and, and toast them up on the floor heater and put them on so that they were warm before going to school every day. Thank you, Martha. Ooh. Wow, look at this. Oh, oh wow. some ranch. Thank you. This looks that sounds fun. Little ranch. Real treat. Yeah. I think just like the pilgrims ate. <laughs> just like the first Thanksgiving. <laughs> pilgrims treat. Well, this is gonna be the photo for the episode. <laughs> the ranch. Just the, just the ranch. Just the ranch on its own plate. <laughs> Thank you for the ranch. Is that it goes with with the sandwich? Well, yeah. so, or the fries. The fries. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll di I'll dip the fry in. Have fun. It is fun. This is a fun meal. So far, so good. So, um, so she was doing that as she did every morning, and her sister was like hurriedly getting out of the house in order to try to become the women's long distance water skiing champion of the world. And she, and she like she's like, give me those socks. And so she wore my mother's socks, and Pepsi Wait. had. She was water skiing in socks. Or maybe, yeah. That's I guess if you're doing long distance, you have to keep your feet warm. But maybe I, there's some kind of boot that she was. I don't know. Huh. How do you something, attach? Something, yeah, it seems like she wouldn't wear. Story. Well, maybe she just wore the socks to the the place where she launched from or whatever. Um, I'll have perhaps. to ask my, my mother about that. Good point, David. Good <laughs> question. I mean, I guess I haven't thought of this story in a long time. But... Um, Pepsi was like sponsoring what year is the event. It was in the fifties, huh. um, and what Pepsi was sponsoring the event. Yeah, go for it. You have the share plate. You gotta do the thing. Come on. Take half. What are you doing? Take the half. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he handled the bigger half, and now he's put it down and going for the smaller half. Um, but so Pepsi was sponsoring it, and they had like a a. You know, the boat that was pulling her, th there was, like, a uh, line that they ran out to her. Oh, jeez. Let's not get the oh, cable in the ranch. on the equipment. <laughs> um, here, it has to be tucked under. But something about, like, the, the cable system they had set up to send her, like, food and drink, ha it, it, like, Wait, wasn't working. What? She's going to be eating and drinking while water skiing? I mean, she's she's there all day. How long is the ski? I don't know. So much that I don't know. Um, I mean, it's it's one of these stories, like, in my family. Like, there's a lot of crazy stories. And, like, you look into them and... They're all bullshit. No, it turns out they're all true. But it's like, you know, 
the details. I never have the details or whatever, so. Get that Pilgrim Street photo. David is just slamming the... I'm a foodie. I love to Instagram gram. my dishes. Throw that on the gram. Um, anyway, so the story goes, all she had to eat was river water. <laughs> M- Mississippi mud. As she did this thing. Yeah. Wow. Is that record still standing? I don't think so. Should we put Tabasco sauce on the ranch? Also, dressing? Elvis had a crush on her. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Put Tabasco sauce on what? The ranch dressing. Is that a thing you do? I don't know. It just occurred to me. Nah, maybe we should. Sure, David. Let's do a sand. Let's, do Let's a t- bite into this Pilgrim Street see how it is. It looks beautiful. Should we buy it at the same time? Oh. Yeah, I'll wait for you. I'll wait to eat your... Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Fantastic. Mm. I hate tomatoes. <laughs> there's I a, there's a, that. I don't hate tomatoes. I just there's like, a hot stewy tomato in there because of the steam yeah. from the, because so it's griddled bread on the outside, which is, provides a nice crunch. That beautiful, real turkey layer of cheese. And then on the top, Another layer of cheese, but then the tomato. So the tomato's gotten cooked in there. I think ninety percent of tomatoes are gross. Well, and by ninety percent, I mean beef steak. That's because they're not real have you tomatoes. Beef steak tomato that you actually enjoyed? No, they're what Michael Pollan would call a notional tomato. <laughs> no, only get tomatoes from the farmers market. Yeah. Or when they're in season. I don't think these are farmers market tomatoes. I don't think they're farmer's market tomatoes either, but at least it's real turkey. Wait, so Elvis had a crush on your aunt? That's the story, yeah. How, that he, and my, my, how did they meet? I mean, Memphis was a small town, and so he was like a local boy done good or about to do good or kind of doing good or whatever. And um, the story goes that my mother's mother basically thought he was too low class to date his daughter, her daughter. But my mother's sister seemed like she was, you know, quite, quite a wild woman. And she eloped when she was 16, moved to California. Um, I need to get the timeline on all this stuff. Get it together, Richard. Uh, we'll do a follow-up. And the story we, also I'll, goes, I'll my excuse me, I have something else to say. Uh, the story also goes that she did die of a heart attack dancing and the song that was playing was All Shook Up really? yeah but my mother also remembers growing up in Memphis as a kid did she regret not going out with Elvis? I mean she died when I was a kid Uh, I never got a chance to ask her but like I, I think that she didn't seem like somebody who had many regrets. She had a wild and crazy life, and she, she just did it her own way. Yeah. There are a lot of people like that in my mother's family. But Cordelia. Stop. Oh, it's worth a fact check. I'll look it up and get the details. Tune I'll in get, next week. Maybe I'll get the details in my Uncle Otis's squirrel dumpling recipe, and we'll... See? Follow-ups. We all have some work to do on our family <laughs> lore. 
How's that pilgrim's treat? How's it pilgrims treating you? You know. It's fine. Alright, why are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> this show? Um, Every story has a hero, or in this case, two heroes. And that hero must want one thing. I want to know why we're doing this. Because it's fun. Alright, the <laughs> end. <laughs> and this has been our last episode. Yeah, it is fun. I don't know. I also feel like... I'm actually going to get rid of some of these tomatoes myself. I also feel like this... This is the seeds of something great. Okay. Tell me more. I just think we're figuring this out. And we're going to turn it into something... Really good. But that's going to take us... Spending a little more time thinking about it or whatever. Right? Yeah, you just let things happen. Go with the flow. I mean, I kind of feel like someday we're just going to do a food show. Or... Really? Well, like a straight food show? No, there won't be anything straight about it. I mean, or just Richard's Famous. We'll find a way to like work together on that or something, you know? So do you think that the Astro can, will merge into Richard's Famous? I'm down with that. Mm, I don't know. I think we will learn a lot about working together and making a show through this process. What have we learned so far? Hopefully we've well, learned something. We've done 21. I think I've learned it. from people I know that listen that, that the things they like are when we talk about food. Or when we talk about food? Yeah. That's something you've heard more than once? Yeah. Really? Tell me more. Because this is good feedback to get. That's the feedback. Like, oh, I like your show, especially when you guys talk about food. It's funny. And what we cook. You know what maybe is missing a little? What? From the food podcast space, perhaps. Although, there's so many now, I'm not really up to speed on them. But, like, more of a home cook's perspective versus, like, stuff that's going on in food or restaurants or chefs yeah. or authors or whatever. Although, yeah. I will say, shout out to The Stew. I would love to, like, spend a week with a different family every thing. Go on. Go on. Just, like, regular people, what they cook. But really, it's like a portrait of a family through the food they cook. Done. You know. What do we call it? Live from the Astro? Two guys <laughs> I don't know. But I think that'd be fun. It's like, Why don't we just call it home cooking? Home cooking. With an apostrophe? Yeah. But, okay, I do want to give it a quick shout out because this is a podcast that has been a friend to me and I think there's some nice guys and they, they're both like, well, there's three hosts. One of them is often not there uh, because he works in the restaurant business and so he's too busy to record a podcast every week um you know on a changing schedule but the stew jason and andre um they cook a lot at home and they'll take a lot of questions and jason jason has a lot of followers on social media so he'll like put up on social media like hey i'm doing a food podcast got any questions and he'll get a lot of questions 
and then they'll discuss them, and you know they'll often have a guest. Often, this guest is a. You. I've been on twice. Um, no, it's more often someone who actually like works in the food business. You know, is often cooks, um, cookbook authors. So they'll have interesting answers too, and they'll kind of like chop it up. And sometimes the questions are super, you know, elementary, and sometimes they're super sophisticated. I've been asking a lot of questions recently, and I've gotten some good answers. From them? Yeah, yeah. I, I just see it on Jason's, like, Instagram. Like well, um, they had a butcher on, this guy named uh, Jared Standing, and um, I had heard about his, his shop. It's on Melrose near La Brea, and it's only whole animal um and it's just like a new butcher on the scene in town sounded what interesting. does that mean only whole animal he only gets whole animals mm. so he wouldn't just like order you know like as in he gets a whole cow and so like and he, and he breaks it down it's himself dead, it's dead um but he breaks it down himself and so he'll end up like pulling cuts out of it that you don't usually see in the supermarket like stuff that usually would just get thrown into the uh like ground beef he will like break it out and you know, you know like there are these interesting steaks <coughs> stuff that you just don't see in america very often um and they make incredible sausages there we made this sausage um when i went in i said hi to him he was like oh i have some more of these great sausages in the back and i was like cool uh, whatever if you think it's good then i'll try it uh, bacon cheeseburger sausage. It was a it was a beef sausage with um, bacon and cheese, and it tasted like a Carl's Jr. Western bacon cheeseburger. What's in it? Is that barbecue sauce? It does have barbecue sauce. That and part of it onions? wasn't wasn't in there, but there were onions in it for sure, and like spices and like. Huh. But it, it was just like this like fatty like sweet kind of like caramelized like you know like cheesy smoky Whoa. it was amazing it was like a distilled like that flavor where it was just incredible but they make they do them every week they make them all in-house obviously and like they do incredible sausages have you ever made sausage no doing great thank you um and at any rate jason said like oh this guy's gonna be on do you have any questions and i'm like I cook so many chickens and uh, like I just get whole chickens and I like break them down. There's the ice, everybody. Um, I feel like we should do something when the ice drops. Um, like have a segment, a regular segment. Yeah. Um, it's time for the ice drop sponsored album of the week. <laughs> Not this week, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> That's the theme of the show. We should do this thing. Not this week, but. <laughs> we'll get to it. Get to it. <laughs> Anyway, I want to know how to, like, uh, bone out a chicken, like, really well. I want to know how to, like, break it down properly. And, like, I'm not good at it. Like, I do it really... I kind of just, like, hack at it until it's it's done. Usually I'll just, like, oftentimes I'll roast a whole chicken or spatchcock it and grill or roast it. And then I'll cut it up, which is, like, much easier. Yeah. But I'd like to know how to debone a chicken. And then I could save all that bones, all those bones for stock. And they're not, like, the roasted ones that then... Cause if you're roasting, you should then, like, boil them to get, like, you know, whatever the bits of, like, char off and whatever seasoning you put on it. You know, boil them quickly, then strain that out, and then make your stock from really? those bones. Yeah. 
because you don't want all that gunky flavor and like scum in your stock. It'd be it would be much better. It? What's that? Just skim it. You can, but like then it's it's getting in there. Okay. Like um, huh. I would recommend it's the same thing that you do. Like if you get like tripe or whatever from the supermarket, like you want to like clean that like really well. Or if you get trotters or something, you know, pigs. Like if you you want to like basically parboil it you're boiling it for a while to get that first layer of gunk off right and then especially with stock because you're just like you just want like the collagen and like you know you want it in there for hours and hours and hours so even with chicken yeah okay. oh yeah um but we do a thing where we're freezing everything all the time and so like we'll end up with like pork ribs like lots of ch chicken backs and stuff like if you cut out the back but it's better to start with something clean and so i thought like oh if i could just like be really good at like boning out a whole chicken if I wanted to then I could just save all that for the stock and cook the meat um, so in different ways so my question was what's the best written technique out there for deboning a chicken and his response was like just look on YouTube and like I was gonna say I would just look on YouTube and they kept on talking about it but um, and like eventually he was like okay what's this guy's name and they're like Richard Parks Richard Parks the third <laughs> And he was like, okay, Richard Parks III, come into my shop. I'll, like, I've got some, like, paperwork because he does these demos there, too. Oh. He'll, do, he'll do stuff on, like, how to break down a pig and stuff like that. But, like, let's be realistic. I am never getting a whole pig in my house that I'm going to break down. Like, maybe I'll do it once or something like that. I, I, thought did, about, I cooked a whole pig once, but I didn't right. break it down. Well, and I thought, like, maybe we'll go in on a pig one year and, like, yeah. I, I just don't do really have the freezer space. Oh, yeah, we can do that. But it, in any case... The, the whole animal that you're going to have in your house more than any other by, like, many, many multiples is chicken mm -hmm. or maybe fish, uh, like certain kinds of fish. But for me, it's more than anything, it'll be chickens. So I want to know, like, how to handle that. And so he was like, come in. I've got some paperwork. He actually never found the paperwork, but he was, like, super nice. And he was just like, yeah. He also, like, said something funny where he was just like, chickens are gross. We shouldn't be eating them. And I was like, I eat so many chickens. But that was, it was not because of something. Right. Everything that he does is like totally on the sustainable, like he's a former vegan and like he has like a very- He a butcher shop. Yeah. Huh? Uh, I mean, he has a very like ethical approach to what he does. And it's like, obviously his stuff is gonna cost way more than yeah. Costco or whatever. But I think that that's good because like, then don't buy it as much, yeah. you know, don't eat it as much. Don't support the bad farms as much, you right. know, like that kind of thing. So shout out to Jared Standing. But anyway, Jason and Andre, who host The Stew, um, they're really good home cooks. And, like, they have a lot of, like, perspective on that. So maybe it's not for us to sally forth willy-nilly into that area. But uh, there's room for more. Willy-nilly. There's room for more. I do a whole hog when I do something. Home cooking. We do it whole hog. Wow, we're already 51 minutes in. I feel like we just got started. <laughs> so, hopefully Cordelia won't come back and ruin everything. I hope not. Or, wait, what did I call her? Camellia. <laughs> oh, gosh. Did you cook anything memorable this week? Probably. Probably blew some minds, changed some lives, but no, I can't remember. Then I would. Argue oh, you want to talk about our tracking it. session? Oh yeah, you came over to my house the other night to record. That was the, one of the craziest tracking sessions I've ever experienced. In really? My life. Why? Because. Because of me. Yeah, but totally because of you. So like we did, we were recording your narration for a story. 
in my attic in my studio. We did a straight take, went through, got it, and then we went to another take. But before the other take, I like smoked a joint. I was feeling good. But then you wanted me to stand in front of you and make eye contact with you. I believe the word you used was engage while you're dragging your narration, which I've never done before. But like I was really high, so I kept giggling and like, you know, and you just kept sighing and being like, <sighs> I was tired. David, engage. And it's like, <laughs> I'm engaging. I'm just like, what is happening? You had your head down. Well, I was just zoning out, you know? I exactly. Like, so like, what, like, what good yeah. is that for anyone? Well, you, th I don't know. You're the one that wanted me to like, it, you know, it was like. I'm the one, I'm actually the one who asked to do it earlier in the day for these exact reasons, because I knew I would be tired. It wasn't I an knew option. that there would be like drinking going on. Well, and, no one forced you to drink. No, no, no. But th my drinking was not the problem. <laughs> you just described how inebriated you got between the first and second pass, and how, like, then you started giggling, and that's what I was looking out for. Right, yeah, but I wasn't expected to have to, like, look you in the eye while you did your tracking. That was a new thing for me. And I feel like. How could you not get a little giggly in that I situation? I didn't mind that you were giggling. Um, I, haven't I think too that. much is being made over how much I was sighing. I just, like. <laughs> I think it was more like I was trying to compose myself. And then, yeah, I was trying to, like, like I do on this show, I was trying to get you to do what was needed to make it better. Right. I think we did it. Cool. I look forward to hearing it. I think we did it. I think we hit it out of the park. Well, we talked about... What else did you want to say about this? Just that it was one of the craziest... <laughs> I've never... You know. Why was it crazy other than I made you look at me? That was it. I was just like, I've never... It was just an idea. I wanted to try something. Yeah, you know? no, I'm glad we did it. It was fun because and weird. I was trying to get to something more conversational, and it was like, more like this. More like the Astro. Well, I kept being like, don't look at the script. Just look at me. Talk. And Nick was like, eh, look at the right, script. Right. <laughs> that was a little confusing. It was like... Yeah. But... But we got through it, and... Yeah, I wanted to... Get into this headspace a little bit. Yeah. Astro but then it was vibes. like, yeah, Astro vibes, but not as fast. Or, right. like, you know, like, so it's Slow hard. Slow it down. But you and guys were be very nice. chipper because we're talking about some dark things. Right. Which is why we have playback. David, where's the playback? You know, look, at, <laughs> look me in the, the eyes. Because you, you were standing there, but you were mostly like. <laughs> well, you were like, had your head down laughing to yourself. <laughs> well, my mind so was, like, was wandering occasionally, as it does when you. <laughs> But you would also, you would just be like, this story's so amazing. <laughs> That's the great thing about weed. It just makes everything feel like it's amazing, you know, for better or worse. Right. And it's not. <laughs> it's a good story. It's fun. Especially if you're high. All right. So, friends, blast a doink before you listen to my story. <laughs> Well, I feel like music and weed especially go well together, and it's a music documentary show, so. Deep spark, cuts. Spark folks. it up. Put those earbuds in. I do think people should listen to the show on a very no good, nice hi-fi system. That's right. Listen to it on the hi-fi, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Have the episodes pressed into vinyl. I think we might do a flexi of the... Album stories, right? So I many know. people anyway. who I, I've. Uh, That's all I had to say about that. Yeah, we should do a flexi. Yeah, yeah, yes. And one of them entitles you to 
a free breakfast at the Astro. <laughs> you get to appear on the live from the Astro. Well, what should we do our track of the week thing, or should we just kill that segment? No, let's do track of the week. Cool. So, what should our track of the week be? Priestess, lay down the track that I sent you when. So this oh, guy yeah. that I know from Montreal. That's a good rocking track. He posted I'm sorry, I haven't something. Read the article yet. That's okay. Okay. Uh, he. This guy I know from Montreal posted something about... What did he say? I sent it to you because it had to do with Louis Louis, which is what your story for this series he said, is about. I wish all music was as great as the moment when the drummer and then the Kingsman yells fack in the middle of Louis Louis. <laughs> but it kind of sent me into a little spiral of, of uh, self-doubt and worry. I was like, maybe he does say fack. And I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, so you, you don't know this moment that he's talking about? I do, but he says fuck. He doesn't say fuck. Oh, okay. And they play it on the radio. Yeah. That's what the great... Th- I mean, I don't want to give away the best thing about... One of the best things about the story, but like... Well, maybe he was just being... Mikey the, was just being yeah. onomatopoeia. You know, he was trying yeah. to like phonetically spell yeah. what he heard. It's the great twist in that story is that like the FBI spent a year and a half investigating this song because they thought it had dirty lyrics, which it didn't. But they completely but there missed was the fact that the drummer yells an F-bomb audibly in the middle of the song. <laughs> so I, then explain, explaining who this guy was who had made this Facebook post. Right. He, he's this guy. This backer? His name is Mikey Hepner. And when I was in college, I, I knew him a little bit. And uh, he was in this band called The Dropouts. And they were pretty good. They were really good. And... Um, I'm going to get this wrong. I think the, there's some strokes, adjacency, or I don't know. The blinks or the blows, they went on. And then, and then, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, like that band turned into, like, I think some other band that was got super popular. I don't know if it was the strokes, something else. But then Mikey had this band called Priestess. And when I lived in L.A. for a short time after college, Priestess was, like, touring a lot. And they were playing at um, Spaceland. Uh, here in Silver Lake, which is now called The Satellite. Um, but they were a really good band to see They were live. good. That video somebody was like, really good. Just like heavy rock and roll. But like not too noisy. Like no. good hooks and like. Yeah, total like riffs. Yeah. Like real poppy songs, yeah. but like super heavy too. Um, but like, you know, like. Zeppelin, Motorhead, whatever, ACDC, you know. Yeah. Kind of a throwback thing. But yeah, so they had this song called Lay Down, and I sent it to you, and you're like, this song rocks. And then Mikey was in some other band, and I don't think that's going on anymore, but I just like see him on Facebook. He works at my favorite bar. Oh, wow. The dive bar where I played bluegrass every Sunday. That's like kind of where we bar. forged a, a friendship. The bar. You fly. told me to go there. The bar fly. In Montreal, yeah. Mikey works at the bar fly. Wow, maybe I saw him that night I went there. I know. Uh, and I just see him on Facebook. Um, but yeah, I, I wrote up an article about his band, um, Priestess. They're no longer a band. Uh, and I did these drawings of them, and they printed them on T-shirts and started selling them, which made me happy. Cool. Yeah. So let's put put on uh, Priestess, Lay Down, off their 2005 album. Friend of the show. I think it was called Hello Master. It's mm, a good title. Priestess Rocks, 
Camellia's never coming back. Yeah, I think she had a. I think she. I think I. She may, I may have seen her get hit by a car, fatally. Camellia's dead. <laughs> R.I.P. Camellia. <laughs> we'll figure it out. This will turn into a food show. Yeah. Have a Everything good, serves to further. Have a good week. Lao Tse said that. And then was it? 